0: Welcome to another episode of Ecoville. I'm your host, Nonsige Lelokwaka. Today on the show, we start the first episode of our Road to COP27 series. The series will focus on the pre and post conference programs and issues that may be discussed at this year's conference. We also look back at last year's conference so we can establish or even question the significance of such conferences. For those who don't know, COP27 is the 27th United Nations Climate Change Conference of the Parties, COP27, which will be held in Egypt from the 31st of October to the 12th of November. The COP27 Summit will bring parties together to accelerate action towards the goals of the Paris Agreement and the United Nations Framework Convention on Climate Change. Today on the program, we're joined by Tafadzwa Kurotwi, a 22-year-old climate activist from Zimbabwe. She advocates for climate justice in our country and across the globe. She is Zimbabwe's coordinator for Friday for the Future and the climate representative of Climate Life Zimbabwe. She is the regional coordinator of Rise Up Movement Zimbabwe, where she works with renowned climate activist Vanessa Nakate. She will be representing Zimbabwe at the pre-COP 27 African Summit. Today on the program, we want to talk about African youth participation in international climate conferences. Welcome to the program, Tafazwa. Uh Thank you. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm really honored and excited. All right. So our first first, uh, question is actually focusing on you. Tell us about uh, the environmental work you are involved in.
1: Um, So in my community, I advocate on um, tree planting and waste management. And I have an ongoing um, tree planting project named the Fortune multi Project where I've also involved um, some of my colleagues at the university I'm enrolled at, and we have managed to plant about 120 trees so far, and we are still ongoing, and we have been in different communities around um, Zimbabwe. We've been in Harare, Chegutu, Kadoma, we've been in Gweru as well. So basically we are, planting trees all over Zimbabwe so it's more like a movement together and also I'm into waste management where I recycle Um, waste management so we are into zero plastics as well so this is um Rise Up Movement um, Zimbabwe and Fridays for Future Zimbabwe where we have um uh, made a collaboration with some of um, the organizations across Zimbabwe. We've also involved with SCAT um, Sustainable Action, um, Climate Action Trust, where they're also into the tree planting movement we are doing and the waste management um, project I am also part of. Thank you
0: all right and with such an active uh, background in the environmental space and being a climate activist that's why we roped you into to, to talk about this to talk about um cop 27 so I, firstly I, w- I would want you to because we can't assume everyone understand uh, understands what COP is so we'd want you uh, to, to just tell us what is is the conference of parties and what are their aims and, and obje- objectives objectives um
1: well not really not everyone really understands what cop is and i feel like there is more need to advocate on um what really it is so basically the aims and objectives of the conference of parties um adapting to protect communities and you know natural habitats that is our our animals we, we have in our communities um reducing carbon um Neutralizing by 2050 and keeping global warming by below 1.5 degrees Celsius, and the third one is also mobilizing climate finance, and this is one of the key um, aspects, and also working together to achieve um, carbon neutrality. Um, those are one of um, some of the um, aims and objectives of. The conference of parties, and also reduction of greenhouse gases, um, zero emissions to achieve a level that protects um, the stabilization of concentration of greenhouse gases. So these are some of the aims and objectives of the COP. So this will be some of the things that will be implemented. They were implemented last year at COP26, and I'm sure we we, keep on, we want it to be implemented as well so that um, those empty promises can be delivered at COP27 this year. All right. You.
0: So since, you, since you've given us a, a background on on what the Conference of Parties is, there are what are called uh, uh, pre-COP summits that happened before. And one of them, which is our focus today, is looking at, at the youth, which you are going to represent. So last year, youth hosted a pre-COP summit in Italy, Uh, where they were given the opportunity to put forward ideas and proposals on the climate agenda. So whatever the youth discussed were then taken to the main COP26 conference. So what
1: uh, are some of the contributions that African youth made during the summit? Some of the ideas that we proposed by youth were just, um, you know, uh, some of the things that we, about the, the COP26 that is, the basics which i have also um stated mm-hmm. but then the main thing where i think i can just bracket it to say they they addressed climate justice because that is what all of the youth are fighting for this is what we want mm-hmm. so besides climate education climate finance or um reducing global emissions um we talk of um clean energy we bracket it into say they wanted um climate justice to be delivered at the uh, the COP26, but then they talked of this in, in, in Italy. These um, youth that were there in Italy, we also talk of some of our representatives, Yen Zabava, who went, Gosilati and Natli and Guguletu, where they were also um, delegates of our country. So what they really implemented, what they wanted or what they talked of was climate justice in a, as a war to be delivered at COP26 yeah thank you All right. so do you feel like uh, after these
0: were taken to the youth advocating for climate justice do you think the the the,
1: the main uh, cop uh, conference addressed that yes to a lesser extent because um these um, individuals we delegates of their countries yeah they were representing their countries but you know when this conference uh, these adults they tell youth what needs to be done and leaving us with no room to express what we believe is best for us. Because we are only told what, what needs to be done at this conference. Yes, we are given the opportunity to take to out space, but then there's no room for us to even express what we believe is best for us, because nothing is for the youth without the youth. Okay, so so since
0: you're saying adults are... Imposing things on the youth or so not listening to the youth. What can be done to make sure that uh, uh, whatever the youth, the resolutions that or the or the things that they want addressed um, are taken to the main COP uh, COP conference? How then uh, can we change that the adults actually take it into consideration and actually take the suggestions from youth seriously?
1: I feel like it's more on. Our side, the youth, like we need to to be more involved. We need to with these voices; they need to be amplified. Because as much as we take out spaces, as much as we advocate for the for climate change, we need uh, these voices, our young voices. People need to to our voices need to be amplified because um, we are starting to understand the betray- betrayal of our world leaders, and I feel like. Um, all youth need to be involved, they need to be engaged in what's happening in their communities. That's what one of the things I also um, advocate for, which is climate education, where every individual needs to be aware of what's happening in their communities for them to be able to raise awareness and for them to be involved. Because uh, as we are expecting 2027 this year, we expect more um. African youth to be there at cop twenty seven representing yes, representing their communities, we talk of indigenous people because no one should be left behind. everyone has a voice to inspire, engage, and to transform lives in their communities and the world at large.
0: Mm-hmm. like when you look at these uh, youth conferences, like so like the 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 one that was here last year in Italy. Uh, Do you feel like um, African youths are making a a, a significant uh, contribution to these conferences? Do you think they have the same uh, platform as their counterparts who might not be from Africa?
1: I feel like there's still a wider gap. Um, We talk of um, racism and criticism and discrimination amongst um, the African youth. We talk of what happened last year where um. Vanessa's picture cropped from the other um, white um, activists where there was greater thunderback back in it. And they cropped one of our own um, icons, Vanessa. So I feel like there's more of discrimination and racism to the African activists. So it's not the same at all. I feel like we are still being neglected. Our voices are still not being amplified into the world and there's still um, that gap between us Africans and the activists from the global north. So not at all we are still behind as Africans as, and and the worst part is us as Africans we are experiencing um, um, we are experiencing more of the climate ac- crisis than people from the global north hence we are not being um, heard our voices are not being taken into consideration.
0: So how do you think uh, then um, what can be done so that there's a a platform that's equal for everyone, even for Africans?
1: Yes, I think it also begins with us as Africans, like our gender, what we want as Africans. Do we Mm -hmm. really want or do we really understand what's happening in our communities for us to be considered or for us to be heard? Like our voice, is it is it enough or whatever we are saying or whatever we are fighting for? Do we really understand what we want as individuals? Um, getting also involving everyone as Africans because it begins with us before we even want to be recognized worldwide. We need to recognize ourselves as Africans, we need to um, you know, support each other as Africans, we need to, you know. Um, engage as Africans, we need to be there as Africans before we talk of the global north, before we even go abroad. Are we doing anything in our communities? Do our communities support us as youth? Do our world leaders give us enough room or space to be in those um, conferences that happen in our countries? Because I've attended some but there'll be little representation of youth mm. in those conferences here in Zimbabwe. So later on, talk of being abroad when only in our communities, in our countries, we're not being recognized as youth. So I feel like it begins at home before we start the next day. Mm-hmm. But, but sometimes,
0: don't you feel like uh, maybe African youth are being affected by maybe um, financial resources in terms of, of coming together? And and how do you think uh, the financial aspect of of um, issues around climate can be dealt with, maybe by by governments or non governmental organisations?
1: Yeah, that's that's a really good question. Um, yes, we need climate finance as Africans. Uh, these investments to support um, the reduction in greenhouse emissions. We really need them in our communities because we cannot really um, do anything without climate finance. And I feel like these corporates and um, businesses should invest more in, in the climate crisis. We need um, the money, we need the climate finance. yes, we need the, it's, it's all about the money in the climate um, space. So yes, the African youth, they need support. They need um, climate finance to deliver some of their projects, some of their voices to be, you know, to be amplified because we talk of projects to be done or innovative projects or ancestral depending um, with the communities. But what limits us is the climate finance that we do not have to deliver some of the initiatives that we are doing in our communities so yes um climate mobilizing climate finance is one of the key solutions to the global crisis we are all facing as a nation and as africa as well Mm -hmm. so
0: what does it mean for african youth that the conference will be held in egypt this november
1: um it means a lot to the African youth and to us as we are keen to deliver our message uh which is that we contribute less to the global emissions, but bear the consequences of climate change. We contribute less, but then we bear most of the you know of the consequences of climate change only mm. about five percent or even less. So it means a lot that we'll be able to deliver this at COP27 this year, that you know what, um, we need to change, need climate justice, because we talk of loss and damage, we talk of um, climate finance that needs to be delivered at COP27 this year. So we are keen to deliver our message as youth, and we are ready, more than ready, because we are not only fighting for climate justice, but we are fighting for our future hmm
0: And and some what are some of the issues uh, Zimbabwean youths want to see tackled at this year's conference?
1: Uh one of the key um issues that wants to be tackled at COP27 is loss and damage. Um we talk of what happened in in Chimani Mani, Manika Land, um there were cyclones, and I feel like there is more more to be done. There was loss of habitat, loss of um, of people, people people died, um, loss of infrastructure. So I think loss and damage is one of the key um, points that we want to address at, at COP27 so that the world leaders can provide climate t- finance to the loss and damage that was caused in our country. Because as we are speaking right now, people are living in fear, people they have climate anxiety is they are walking day by day. We talk of what happened in South Africa, there, there were floods. Mm. What happened in Uganda, floods happened. So this is loss and damage to individuals, to animals, and people cannot adapt to that. They cannot adapt, cannot adapt to any of that. And as much as we want to talk of adapting to the climate crisis, people cannot adapt to a man-made um, thing, which is the climate crisis, and people cannot adapt to it. So this is one of the main things we want to address at COP27, which is loss and damage. And I hope that the world leaders will deliver um, the promises that they have been making over the past years. Yes. Mm -hmm.
0: So do you think these conferences are necessary and do they contribute to any positive changes in the climate agenda?
1: That's a very good one. Um, These conferences, they help in terms of engagement, in terms of, you know, um, inspiring and engaging with different um, people because we, we, we want um, global um, contrib- um, collaborations as it is a global crisis. Mm-hmm. So to a lesser extent, they do help. But I feel like they contribute more to what we are advocating for, because this conference they they have um, conference related equipment and accompaniments to these activities. Which, uh, for example, travel people are going to be using airplanes to come mm-hmm. to the conference
0: mm-hmm.
1: But they're advocating for zero carbon emissions. Exactly. But this conference they contribute yes to carbon emissions. So that's when we come to solutions. Cannot this um conference happen online. They can Mm -hmm. be, because our technology is evolving, it's improving day by day. Mm -hmm. Instead of people flying all their countries to contribute more to the global emissions that we're advocating for, a solution can be done. Climate technology is there, people can be innovative, it can be done online. The global north has the capacity to deliver and to even provide some of these initiatives to the global south so i feel like yes they they do um contribute um to a lesser extent they are helpful to a lesser extent because we are advocating for zero carbon emissions when this country when these um conferences um contribute more to the global emissions because of um conference related equipments and accommodations um and various activities related to travel which can negatively impact the environment
0: all right so since you've said um conferences can be substituted people can hold them online now we want to talk about the last question the last question is on on tangibility of things that youth can do besides conferences and and uh, uh okay just conferences how can african youth contribute to the fight against climate change
1: um what youth can do is starting with individual um activism because activism is doing something it's action wise we talk of in being involved with the government um taking out um and bringing out change that is um awareness in their communities um, advocating and um, providing climate um, education in their communities because knowledge is power and when people know they are able to deliver some of these tax and what um youth can also be able to do is to be innovative in terms of the climate crisis technology wise um being involved being innovative on some of the skills and um, uh, knowledge that can that can what that can they also be that can also you know contribute the solutions to the climate crisis because what we want are solutions and I feel like youth they are able to deliver these solutions they are capable of taking out space and providing solutions in their communities and these youth are supposed we are supposed to deliver solutions that are African based we are not supposed to because, what how how the global north is being affected with the climate crisis is different from how it's being uh in Africa, it's different. Mm. So, youth are supposed to be innovative in the African way to say, people in, in Binga or people in Marange or people in Chimani Mani they were affected with floods. How can a youth contribute more to? to solutions to the global crisis. And I'm really glad that um, youth in Zimbabwe are now aware of what's happening in their community. They are more involved, um, even when it's cleanup campaigns, youth are there to to say, you know what, zero waste management, they are there to, they're active, they're on the ground. It's not about speaking out or being um, online zooms, they are actually on the ground. They are doing cleanup campaigns, zero waste management. They are planting trees in their communities. They are providing climate education in schools, in children's homes. And they are also doing skill sharing online. Because Uh online, um, the internet has also power to deliver and to inspire anyone around the world. And youth should also engage in skill sharing, storytelling on their social media platforms to this is happening in our communities in Zimbabwe. However, despite what's happening in our communities, we have also come up with this. We are putting our solutions. And this is some of the things that um, the youth in Zimbabwe have been you know, doing and keeping them busy and out of the streets as they are now aware that um, the global crisis is at their doorstep and they're ready to even take action. Um, and they also want, um, a seat at the table for their voices also to be amplified to take care
0: All right. Uh, thank you, Tafaza, for joining us on the program and, and uh, uh, giving us uh, a useful perspective uh, to these conferences and climate issues. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Uh, thank you again to all our listeners. Please don't forget to subscribe. Like and follow us on our social media pages. Our handle is ZW on all platforms. Join us next week for another episode. I'm your host, Nonsigele Logwaka.